So maybe you've heard about it on some ads or a TV show, or maybe you got a friend who's getting really into it. It's ketosis or the keto diet. And I just have a lot of questions about whether or not it really is as magic as everyone seems to make it sound. So we're going to find out today. This is Who Cares About Men's Health, where we try to give you some information, some inspiration, and maybe a different interpretation about your health. I'm Mitch, and joining us today is Scott. He is our he is the master of BS and manager of the Scope Radio. Hello, Scott. I am looking forward to hearing about ketosis as well. I hear it's a state that's hard to get into, but you can like burn some major fat. So I want to find out if that's true. And also joining us is the MD that gives us a little bit of validity. That is Dr. Troy Matson. Hey, Troy. Hey, Mitch, just a little bit. Don't overstate it. And to answer some of these questions, we have the wonderful nutritionist, Thunder Jalili, is back with us to let us know about this particular process. Hi, Mitch. I'm happy to be part of the crew again. All right. So before we get into kind of like ketosis itself, how about you guys? Have you ever tried out a low-carb diet before? Uh, Mitch, I'll just jump in right here and say no. I absolutely love carbs. So no. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, carbs imagine. are the best. Carbs rock. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, not really. I mean, the lowest I ever had is I was on a diet called the Zone Diet, which I've heard is like a low to moderate carburetor, carb, carb, carbohydrate diet. Carburetor. <laughs> yeah. I've known people who have tried low carb diets, though, and they're not nice to be around. That's not just a cliche. That's actually <laughs> true. And I, I have tried a low carbohydrate diet very, very short term for just like a couple days just to see what it was like, you know, what it's like to follow this. Um, not for any like weight loss reasons, just more of like a experiment. Thunder, how did it go for you? What did you learn? <laughs> yeah. Were your- you super grumpy? I, I was going to ask that. Um, no, not really because... Um, I mean, I still like ate a lot of vegetables, you know, those are like my carbohydrate sources. So I probably didn't have like the classically super low carbohydrate diet. I mean, I don't think I was any lower than like 30% to be honest. So it was fine. You know, I didn't, and then after a couple of days, like, you know, I just wanted to, to have beans and some other stuff. So I, I just stopped, but, but it was mostly just an exercise to see how hard is it to do this? You know, how limited am I, like from a practical sense? And did you feel limited? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I did feel limited. Like I don't mind eating like salads and vegetables, but I don't like passing up fruit. Um, you guys know how I love my smoothies. So I don't like, yeah. you know, trying to decide, oh, how much, you know, I can't put this fruit in the smoothie and things like that. So yeah, I felt limited in that sense. I didn't, I don't necessarily miss like rice or pasta. But it's just when you start cutting, you know, the different fruits and and beans and things, that's where, you know, it starts to get tough for me. So why don't we start kind of the the discussion here with like, what is ketosis itself? For someone who has never taken a physiology course, who hasn't, doesn't have a degree in nutrition, Thunder, what exactly is ketosis and and what does it do to the body? So ketosis is the... A metabolic state where your body is using um, fat for fuel. So basically, your your liver has this ability to to make ketones, which is kind of like a metabolic you know energy substrate in the liver. Makes it in the liver. It can actually do this from from fatty acids. It can you know to some degree. It can also do it from amino acids, which are you know the building blocks of proteins. 
So your liver makes these, these ketone bodies and it puts it into the bloodstream. And then those ketones can be used as a fuel for the, all the other cell types in your body. There's a couple particular uh, types of cells that, that really need to use glucose. And if they don't have glucose, the next best bet for them is, is, is ketones. So, um, so it's important to have that. So, you know, like, like your muscles can use ketones for energy uh, as an example. So, um, yeah. So anytime, you know, you're, you're, you're burning some degree of fat or you're using, um, amino acids, you know, for energy, you're, you're producing some of these ketones. And then the last thing is like that, you know, ketosis is thrown around so much. Um, really there's like a window of ketone bodies, the level you can measure in the blood. And if you're, if the amount of ketone bodies circulating in your blood fall within this window, you're said to be in ketosis. Um, you don't have to be in ketosis to lose weight, but you know, a lot of times if you're doing something from a dietary standpoint or restricting calorie, you are going to be in some degree of ketosis. And, and you can actually have too much ketosis where the ketone bodies in your blood are so, so high, it can be dangerous and it can cause a, uh, like an acidosis and, and potentially cause some harm, but that's, um, that's pretty rare uh, to, to be in that state. That's, that's interesting because one of the things I came across was what they call the keto flu. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. So that's like if you're just too hardcore about it and your ketones are just really high in the blood and it just, yeah, it just makes you kind of feel bad and it's not really the best thing physiologically. Um, I would say that happens, you know, in people who really take the keto to the extreme. Bad breath, soreness, nausea, headaches, irritability. It all doesn't sound super great to me. But is what are some of the health benefits, I guess, of being in ketosis or using ketones? Because I guess the even if you're not eating like a strictly low-carb diet, does the body still go into ketosis? And is there any benefit from that? Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to be a, in a low-carb diet to have ketosis. If you just have um, like a low-calorie diet, you know, you you would be tapping into your fat stores and, and producing ketone bodies that way too. Um, I think there's, you know, there, there's not really any great benefit or great detriment of ketosis. It's just one of those natural metabolic states that we fall into from time to time. Um, and, you know, it's just that in the modern context of people trying to lose weight, uh, people, people try to use that as a goal to be in ketosis for an extended amount of time with the idea that that means they are burning fat. But there's no specific, you know, benefit or detriment. It's just something that happens to us. The only detriment would be if you go, you know, too extreme and you have such high ketone levels in your blood that you know leads to keto flu, like you were talking about, or other you know similar bad effects. Would this be, say, maybe a dangerous thing for someone who's say maybe diabetic, or with how low the nutrients are, or how many nutrients you might be missing out on from cutting carbs completely? Could it potentially lead to I don't know vitamin deficiency problems? Who knows what? Um, yeah, so. In general, yes to a lot of the things you touched on. Um, I'm also going to give Troy an opening here for the diabetes question if he wants to hop in. But yeah. for diabetes especially, you know, it's, diabetics can develop a dangerous condition called ketoacidosis where they're basically, um, there's just too much ketones, too much acidity, 
you know, in their blood and it's very dangerous. So it's, uh, they have to be careful of that. Troy, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. I was going to say for diabetics, they definitely would not want to do a ketosis type diet. And I'm sure, you know, anyone who's dependent on insulin, they know that they, they, they know their carbs, they know they're tracking those things. They're adjusting their insulin doses based on that. So to go to like a very low carb diet could be very dangerous. Number one, because they, unless they adjust their insulin, they could really drop their blood sugar low, which would be dangerous. But like you said, Thunder, one of the things I treat in the emergency department is diabetic ketoacidosis, yeah. where patients come in, their blood sugar levels are really high, but that blood sugar is not getting into the cells. So then their body is producing ketones. And exactly like you said, Thunder, they're they're acidotic, they're nauseous, they're vomiting, they're confused. It can be a life-threatening condition. So certainly people with certain medical conditions you would not want to do any sort of a, a low low carb diet or or really be trying to achieve any kind of ketosis. Yeah, correct. And and the treatment for that is a lot of insulin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's how you treat it. Yeah, we start them on insulin. We give them sometimes an insulin drip. Sometimes they go to the intensive care unit. It can be a very very serious condition and something I see on a regular basis. I'm sorry. I might have just dozed off or something. I'm I'm a little confused. I thought that people that ketosis, like people do like the Atkins diet, right? Or a very low carb diet because that puts them in the state of ketosis, which helps them burn additional body fat. Is that not true? I'm kind of getting the feeling that that's not the case. No, that that's, that's uh, one of the ways to encourage burning body fat is to do a lower carbohydrate diet. But a lot of times lower carbohydrate diets can also be lower calorie diets. So, you know, you got to get the energy from somewhere. So you mobilize your fat stores. Um, you know, one of the ways of thinking about this, like, like, you know, fat weight loss, um, you know, fat burning and, and all these different diets, there's a lot of different ways to get around the same thing, you know, trying to produce some calorie deficit. So really you're not like comparing the, the merits of like a keto diet to like a, I don't know a high protein diet or whatever other diet you want to find. Not, it's not so much that it's what kind of diet advice can a person follow, you know, to, to produce the weight loss that they want. That's really the, the, the question, not necessarily does it have to be exactly a keto type diet or whatever else kind of diet. But yeah, bottom line is any kind of low calorie diet will produce some kind of ketosis because you got to tap into your fat stores to provide the the balance of energy that you're missing because you're not eating as much food. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, and, and you know thunder along the lines of weight loss, I've I've wondered how much weight loss because I, I know with a you know a low carb diet and pushing yourself toward ketosis, a lot of people do see some fairly quick results in terms of weight loss. Yeah. But my understanding is that a, a lot of that is water weight and you get ketones in the blood. And again, I see the extreme of this with diabetic ketoacidosis where they have these ketones in the blood that pulls fluid from the cells into the blood. That's why you often hear of people who, when they have diabetes or when they're first diagnosed with diabetes, they're urinating a lot more frequently yeah. because they're losing a lot of fluid. And I've wondered, you know, with these low carb diets where you're pushing yourself toward ketosis, how much of that weight loss is truly long-term fat breakdown versus just pulling a whole lot of body or a whole lot of water out of your body and losing weight because of that water loss. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, there's there's been feeding studies, uh, clinical trials have been done comparing different diets over you know longer time periods, like like a period of months, um, sometimes even up to a year. And a lot of times, you look at the graphs of weight loss, and it, and it kind of look look the same. And that there's an initial you know big drop in weight in the first few weeks, and then actually the weight kind of comes up a little bit, and then it stabilizes. So there's definitely an element of what you said, Troy in there. You know, you, you have some water yeah. loss initially, but obviously if you stick with it, you know, for the long term, you're, you're going to be also losing some fat. It's just probably going to take a few weeks for it to stabilize, you know, in, at a certain level. Like you can't say what you lose in the first three days, that's going to be the trajectory because that's probably not accurate. Interesting. Yeah. So you're definitely, and, and maybe that's kind of self-reinforcing. You say, wow, look at the weight I'm losing. Mm-hmm. But it's probably, like you said, you're not going to keep losing that amount of weight over the longer term. You're probably seeing a lot of water weight loss. And then eventually you're going to kind of level out to where maybe it's more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just kind of settle in on an amount of weight loss and then you hit a point of diminishing returns where in these studies, people don't necessarily lose any more weight. They just kind of stabilize it at a certain level. And then if, you know, you want more weight loss to occur, you have to try something different. So I guess to wrap up that idea is... Ketos is a keto diet worth it, or are there other ways to lose weight? Is it comparable? It just, for me at least, I, it just seems like such a lot. I mean, we were kind of joking, but I do love carbs. Like carbs are delicious, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like especially in the form it, of cookies. Oh, cookies, <laughs> sure. whatever, sure. But like, is it worth that amount of? Is the like benefits, the increased potential for weight loss, et cetera, is it enough of a difference that would make cutting all those things out worth it in your opinion? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think with any kind of uh, change in, in um, food behavior, you have to land on something that you can stick with. So yes, you can lose weight following this keto diet. But the question you have to ask yourself, is this something you can stick with for the next, you know, 40 years or whatever, right? 40, 50 years. And if you can't, then it's going to be something you do temporarily and then you're going to stop and then, you know, whatever, maybe fall in back into old habits. So, so I'm not a fan of extreme diets of any kind for exactly that reason, because I'm afraid that this is something that, that people just can't stick with long-term, you know, it's like a short-term fix. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, and again, it's a theme that seems to come up again and again as we talk about diet and exercise and all that. In my mind too, it's all about sustainability and not just that short-term fix and getting ready for swimsuit season or whatever it is. It's like, hey, can you do this for the next 40 years and enjoy it and have this a lifestyle that's rewarding for you? Um, and I guess if ketosis is, if a low-carb diet works for you and you're you're good with that and you enjoy it, then great. If it's something you're doing just to try and lose the weight and looking at it as a short-term fix. It just doesn't seem like a, a great approach. So why do you guys think that the keto diet is so popular then? I mean, it's some of the numbers that I was able to kind of pull up was saying that in the last year, 24.5 million Google searches were trying to figure out whether or not keto was right for them. You know, that's it continues to have more and more people being a part of it. It's just why, why, why keto? Why cutting out all carbs? Why is that like the diet of the time? That's a complex question to answer, but I think maybe some of the themes that are involved there are people are looking for some sort of program um, that they can easily follow 
that like has, you know, noticeable quick results. Um, you know, people are looking for any kind of, you know, crutch or help because, you know, a lot of times like if, if, if an individual is, is, is overweight and wants to lose weight, I mean, you know, they, they don't feel great about it. And, and, you know, they may be approaching it from a, from a, you know, place of desperation. So, you know, if they can latch on to something that they see has worked for other people and they're like, oh, all I have to do is cut out carbs. I can do that. You know, maybe I think that has a pretty powerful element. And then there's also the element of marketing, you know, I mean, not that there's a specific company marketing keto, but there's a lot of lifestyle, nutrition, exercise-based websites that market keto as a way to go. So you have also that that marketing that's out there in the ethos that, you know, is always promoting keto. So that that gets people to try it. And and then the last thing I'll say to that is, you know, keto diets have definitely been studied, you know, low-carb diets have definitely been studied in clinical trials. And and the general conclusion is they don't work really any better for weight loss than any other diet. But a lot of times, you know, people will see uh, medical research like that and they will rationalize and say, well, that's the averages, but I think it'll work for me, you know, and then they're oh, willing sure. to, to take the plunge that way anyway, because they figure there's no harm in trying. So, so that's my personal take of some of the things that are involved in keeping keto popular and really any other kind of fad diet or supplement that, that comes around. Hey, Troy, what about the medical benefits of keto diets? Like I remember on the scope radio.com one time we did an interview with a doctor that said there was some evidence that showed that for young children that had epileptic seizures, some of them responded really well to uh, low carbohydrate diets that put them in that state, you know, that ketogenic state. Uh, are there other health benefits that you're aware of? Because, I mean, you'll see it on the web. They'll, you know, people will claim like diabetes, cancer, epilepsy, Alzheimer's disease. What do you know about that? Uh, I, I'll say I, in my opinion, and this is purely my opinion, I, I think the detrimental effects of a low-carb diet are probably greater than the health benefits. And the reason I say that is because I think a lot of low-carb diets lead to higher meat consumption and primarily a lot of red meat consumption. So right there, you have the detrimental effects there. You know, when we talked about that before, there are those rare exceptions where being in a state of ketosis does help maybe some children with seizure disorders. Um, certainly, if you have weight loss and it's a decent amount of weight loss and it's able, you're able to maintain that, that's going to help with potentially reversing diabetes, like a type 2 diabetes, um, and potentially helping with some of those long-term effects of being overweight but again, in my mind, the, the sustainability of a low-carb diet, I think, is just a challenging thing for probably most of us. And again, it's just that I think the uh, probably the, a lot of the protein intake in the form of meat, at least a lot of people I know who are on low-carb diets, they tell me they are eating a lot of meat. Uh, it's often a lot of red meat. And I think the health effects of that, there you're talking about increased risk of colon cancer, um, other types of cancer, certainly increased risk of heart disease, vascular disease leading to risk of stroke, all those sorts of things. So I think it's kind of a mixed bag, quite honestly. Yeah. And if I could just add on to what Troy was saying too, I think there's certain medical conditions, like you mentioned epilepsy, where, you know, this type of very high fat ketogenic type diet, you know, may be required. Um, maybe uh, sometimes people have like inborn errors of metabolism. They have to do like kind of crazy special diets, you know, sometimes these patients are backed into a corner, so to speak, because they just may have to do that. 
you know, to, to, to move on. But for most of us who are not in that camp of, you know, medical conditions that require it, then I would agree with Troy that, you know, you're probably, the risks are probably outweighing the, the short-term weight loss benefits. Yeah. And I will say, anytime anyone asks me, what kind of diet should I do it? And we say this again and again, I say the Mediterranean diet. And the reason I say it is because there are so many good studies out there looking at long-term health effects, impacts on heart disease risk, cancer risk, stroke risk, weight loss. And it it does the trick. And I, I certainly, I don't consider it a fad diet. It's a very, I think, manageable, sustainable long-term diet. And it's certainly not a low-carb diet either. So in terms of just scientific evidence, that's the one diet that just seems again and again to come up over many years. Lots of really good studies published in very strong, reputable journals that really shows beneficial health effects. Yeah, 100% agree with Troy. And uh, also, it's uh, it's more of a moderate-carb diet, and it's delicious because you get to eat a lot of delicious foods. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Thunder, and kind of enlightening us a little bit about keto and what it can and cannot do. And I guess keto isn't really magic. So thank you so much, Thunder, and thank you for caring about men's health. 